Ricochet. Ricochet. <laughs> Stop. Ricochet. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> To Apples, the podcast where we talk about everything from professional wrestling to whether or not you're one of the quadrillion people who signed up for Disney Plus or some sort of variation of the Disney Plus package, because I surely did. Well, since this is uh, the news now, I literally did it right before I actually arrived to your house before SmackDown so my monkey can watch her uh, Disney shows while I'm away. There you go. I hope that is. Whoop, there it is. But this is not the Disney Plus podcast. Not yet it is. <laughs> Instead, we got plenty of professional wrestling news for you. Before we do all that, you gotta know who we are. I, personally, am ill, will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I'll be, because that's who I is. Joined, per usual, on this lovely day, by... Be very sensual. Very tweet. Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, ya boy. Shades. And Mr. Thrill, where are these lovely fans of ours listening to us on? SoundCloud.com slash Grapples of Apples. Google Play Music. Or on Apple Podcasts. Are you sick? I mean, I know that, you know, usually I do all the intros and stuff like that, but... We don't get a grapples to apples. The gra- uh, gra- that's grapples. You, you're the right, number. You're right. You're right. You're, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can we get one of the two? Wind it. You're listening to us on SoundCloud.com/slash grapples to apples. That's grapples the number two apples. Or you might be catching us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcast. Now, as we were saying before, we got not plenty of wrestling to talk about, but we got some wrestling to talk about. A lot of news. Let's act like let's not fake the fun. Like we ain't gonna sit here and jibber jab for about now. We got some contract stuff. We got some. We, we, what are you? Why are you laughing? Because I'm looking at our notes. It's just like we go, we go through our list. We got a contract stuff. We got some name stuff. Yeah. Some racist stuff. Like some, come on. We, we got, got some people quitting. We got some people staying. Man, before we get into all that, ring that bell. So. As we, uh, you know what? Let's talk about the, the elephant in the room, as it, uh, as it were. I resent that. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> the elephant in the room. So this week we had WWE backstage on FS1, mm-hmm. which airs every Tuesday at eleven. I wanted to say ten. But it could be a left. It, it airs at FS1 on Tuesdays. Check your local listings for details. What he said. For the entire episode, you know, they have their guests on and they run through uh, what happened last week. They and have promo school and all that. Promo school. No promo battles, I guess. Well, it's like a rap battle, but a promo Essentially, off. Yeah, it was like this week was uh, Gabriel Iglesias versus Samoa Joe. Gabriel Iglesias. The, the comedian. Fluffy. Oh, wait, what's... Oh, that's Enrique Iglesias. Oh, my I, just, I thought goodness. it was a singer. No. Proceed, please. Oh. <laughs> well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <clears throat> so, they have a bunch of stuff. They have celebrities come on. They have uh, uh, sports mm-hmm. analysts come on. They have wrestlers on. 
but the ending, obviously the last minute of the episode is where it really crescendoed. Renee Young, Mrs. John Moxley, the only person on that segment that actually had the information of this person debuting, which we actually revealed months ago, so we're going to have ahead of the game. <laughs> if you're not listening to us, then you guys are doing a bad job because we got inside sources from we everywhere, got the scoops, baby. scoops, scoops. Renee Young knew this person was going to debut. Let me set the scene for you. You have Samoa Joe, King Booker, <laughs> Adam Cole Bebe, and Paige with Renee in the ring. And Renee is going on about uh, WWE creating history, and she thinks it's time for backstage to create some history of their own by introducing this person and you hear the what was like? Is it a record scratch in the beginning of uh, the it's song? Like a, it's no? like a static kind of thing. Okay, so it's a static. It's yeah. a feedback thing. Yeah. So you get a little feedback yeah. thing, and then you hear the intro, the riff, the the riff, riff. to "Cult of Personality" by Living Color. Yes, sir. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you like, don't get, damn, don't get this wrong. Don't get this wrong. Damn, don't I'm good. Come on, man. And who comes out? But the second city saint, Bill Brooks himself, Phil CM Punk Brooks, and he comes out kind of like wrestling esque, you know. The doors open. There's a little bit of fog. He comes out. He's looking around. He walks into the ring. Doesn't shake anybody's hands. Goes straight to camera. Straight to the hard camera, and says, "Just when they think they have all the answers." I changed the culture. Hugs Renee. They go off air. Oh, he says, uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah. Uh, hugs Renee. They go off air. We spoke about this months ago. CM Punk signed with Fox to be an analyst on WWE backstage. And it was only a matter of time until they brought him in. This is not... CM Punk under contract with the WWE. So you little smarks out there, mm. put your CM Punk undies back in your pants. <laughs> he is not wrestling for WWE. This is, as he alluded to in his backstage, behind-the-scenes kind of thing on YouTube. This is how Michael Strahan and Alex Rodriguez both work for Fox as NFL and NB, NLB, MLB anchors, respectively. They wanted an inside scoop from a wrestler. They chose CM Punk. That is why he is under contract with Fox, not the WWE. Get that through your heads. He works for Fox and works with the WWE. It was on a WWE show. Works with them. Yeah. Works on on the show with them, but he's not under contract with the WWE. Yeah, he's not like a contracted professional wrestler, performer, superstar, anchor, commentator, nothing. He's not on the WWE's roster. Yeah. He's on Fox. And Seth Rollins, the 
the the leech that he is already tweets out fight me fight me CM at CM Punk. No. 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 And I'll get it to Seth Rollins a little later. The weasel that he is. You know what? Zack Sabre Jr. is no longer a weasel. Yeah! He lost that title. Seth Rollins is a weasel, and I will get to that later. ZSJ, ZSJ, ZSJ. Jordan Miles. <laughs> We're doing this again? <laughs> Says he's going to quit WWE. Says he quits WWE. Yeah. Not going to. He quit WWE. In the April family laden video that he posted on YouTube. And he reclaims his name as ACH. I don't know the exact details to a uh, WWE contract. I mean, they're typically basically all the same. Mm -hmm. You're signed until they decide they don't want you anymore. They have the right to fire you or release you from your contract, rather. You do not have the right to quit from your contract. Um, and once your contract ceases to exist, there's a 90-day non-compete non clause. Now, from what I'm gathering, considering the, the immense controversy that came from this shirt, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they just let him go for his request. Let him sit out his 90 days and then go and do what you gotta do. I don't think they're going to. I think they did already. Oh, did they? I don't know for sure, but I mean, he said he quit. Well, he if he there's a difference between quitting and actually being released, released from the contract. Yeah. If he quits and he doesn't show up for the dates that he's scheduled to show up, then that's a breach of contract. They can sue him. Yeah, but how bad of a look is that on WWE? If after a guy makes a whole ordeal about your racist or racially insensitive shirt, then you don't want to release him from his contract. Ugh. Vince is friends with Trump. Make it go away. <laughs> Make it, hey, hey, Trump, Trump, remember when I shaved my head in that WrestleMania match for you? Make this go away. That'd be a really bad look for WWE if he wants out and they will let him out after this whole thing. Mm. Really bad look. I mean, I don't know too much about Jordan Miles. I, I only Neither know that he won the <clears throat> uh, Breakout Star mm -hmm. Tournament. Uh, I didn't know him before this. I'm not going to watch his stuff after. Uh, I didn't even think he was the best guy in the tournament. Mm -hmm. I think the best guy in the tournament is something that uh, Mr. Thrill will talk about later when we get to NXT. Yes, yes. Um, but you can quit WWE, but it's not like... like the other day they have to release you from your contract. Yeah, I was like, it's not like if you're quitting, you're gone. You know, yeah. like... When they release you, that's when. Let's see. That's when you're free. Let's again. I I think it would be a really bad PR move for them to hold him. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was already done, like a done deal. It's possible. It's possible. Could be. Could be. Moving on to injury update, or injury news rather. Johnny Wrestling, also known as Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Not cleared to wrestle for NXT TakeOver War Games. Which puts a damper on the could-be match that would have been 
the real rock and roller, Finn Balor versus Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. That match would have been a instant classic. Especially because it's NXT TakeOver. Right. Finn's best matches in WWE have come at TakeOvers. Yeah. I think the last good match that Finn had at a pay-per-view was against AJ Styles. Yep. So, unfortunately, Johnny Wrestling won't be doing much of the latter. Wrestling. (laughs) Clever... Clever. I, I had to stop myself and chuckle. I was like, don't laugh at your own joke. You're a loser. And I was like, I'm a loser. I'm going to laugh. <clears throat> Some uh, contract news. People aren't quitting. People are signing multi-year deals. Mm-hmm. The Miz and Paige have signed in new multi-year deals with the WWE. So, well, duh. So they're staying, they're staying put. Miz ain't going anywhere. Oh no, his his whole he's WWE money, through and through. Yeah, his whole money thing is he's got Miz and Mrs. He's got uh, his own talk show. He's got on the Marine movies. The, oh, the god awful Marine movies. Uh, so he's done. Like he's he's staying here. Paige. Um, Paige is broken. So where's she going? What's she doing? Well, there's rumors that she's being cleared to wrestle. Herbs. Who knows? Who knows? But they are going to stay with WWE for the foreseeable future. I don't know. We don't know the exact extent of the the contract, but multi years, obviously more than two years. They gonna be in WWE too well into twenty twenty one. Yep. Ali, high flyer, cruiserweight. We know you love this guy. It's my boy. Lost to Mustafa, his first name, in March of this year. Because WWE has a thing with first names. And last names. They just want you to have one name. It's just one name. Yeah. Imagine if John Cena was just... John. No, no. Cena. (sighs) Roman was just Roman. (laughs) Seth was just Seth. You know? Doesn't have that that, that ring to it. They do it to everybody. Antonio Cesaro is just Cesaro. Alexander Rusev. Just Rusev. It's Rusev now. Um, The Potato Tag Team. Wasn't... um, the potato tag team. So with the fatter pillar. Uh, Tucker and Otis. Yeah. Heavy machinery. Yeah. They yeah. were Otis Doja Doja and Tucker and Knight, and now they're just Otis and Tucker. I didn't even know they had last names. Yeah. I thought Otis ate the last names. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what happened too. So like, Tucker, I'm the regular big, big brother Tucker. So. Uh, Ali gets his first name back. Mustafa. And he tweets this out. He says, I am Mustafa Ali, which is great because I'm, I, I didn't like just calling him Ali. It was It lazy. doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. And the name doesn't suit itself to be just a singular name. Like Andrade Cien Almas is a, is a name that rings all, like it, it comes off the, the, the tongue. I prefer well, it, but Andrade by itself still works. It's kind of, it's, yeah, but, but it's, for me, it's lazy. It's missing oh, something. No, I agree. Know? But Andrade by itself works a lot better than just Ali. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I so, would love for Andrade to get his last name back. So Mustafa Ali gets the Mustafa back, which <clears throat> is good for him. Mm-hmm. Because now he doesn't doesn't he doesn't seem like just a like a low level mid Carter afterthought guy. Uh-huh. You know? Now he's 
upper to mid mid level. And the way they've been booking him on SmackDown lately has been upper mid card. Yeah. There's definitely an IC title run in his future. I really hope so. Another guy asking for his release. Sin Cara. Not being not not, not being booked the way that he wanted to be booked. Mm-hmm. He is not happy. Says he's not being used, which he's not. He's not. I mean, he's in a feud with Andrade. It's right over now. now. Well, he was in a feud. Was he was in a, a three-week feud. They brought up um, Katarina from NXT. Sent her back down. Because she wasn't ready. Well, they said they, they sent her back down because they don't need her anymore. Because this feud is over now. She also wasn't ready. I don't know. I like Katarina. It's because she's thicker than a snicker and yeah. you were hungry. Boy. And you're not yourself when you're hungry. That was nice. Give us some, give, give some clink clink on that. That was, that was a good one. So, yeah. So, he asked his release, but he's probably not going to get it. Although no. if he does, he's he's going he's straight he's going straight to CMLL or AAA. Oh, absolutely. And well, On the I, next plane. You know why? Because after this feud, it was like, hey, uh, Sinkar, mm, they need another Lucha House Party member going there. Exactly. And and he's like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. I want out. Which is unfortunate because he just came back from injury. Yep. Uh, speaking of injuries. Oh. We all know that Xavier was going to hurt in Australia. Yeah. Somebody may want to inform the WWE <laughs> Twitter guy or Facebook guy, their social media guy. Probably the same person who works on Jordan Miles' shirt. Oof. That's... Get that's it? wrong, is That's... No, we're not going there right now. Well, because apparently they think all black people look the same. That's racist by, by, by them. I'm saying. So, they advertised on their social media account. The Revival. We'll be getting an instant rematch, which I thought those didn't exist anymore. Taking on Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. <laughs> but who's in the picture? There's there's two problems with this. <laughs> two problems. Minor problems. One major. One minor. The uh, minor problem is... Uh, Xavier Woods is injured. You guys let us know this. The major problem is that the graphic that they used for this uh, teaser didn't even have Xavier Woods in it. It had Big E. (laughs) Now, are you that dense? Like, you don't know who these guys you're putting on? Nah, they're both black guys of the new day. It doesn't matter. Same thing. They're all black. Just they're put them on there. <laughs> like, come on. That's that's that's, that's, that's lazy. Next is going to be like Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. It's going to be Titus O'Neil and and, uh, and Apollo Cruz. <laughs> <And> Apollo Cruz. <laughs> Co- they shaved their head. Like, they shaved their heads. That's, the that's horrible. <laughs> that's so lazy by their like like social media team. Like that's not a mistake that you need that you can make. Where's the WWE? They don't care. Yeah. We don't care. Now stop it. So we have some updates on the Survivor Series teams for Raw, the Raw men's team, mm-hmm. the SmackDown men's team, and the SmackDown women's team. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Raw, their team consists of Seth, Burn It Down, Rollins. 
the Scottish psychopath Terminator, too many nicknames to give him, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, the Viper Randy Orton, and Ricochet. Ricochet. <laughs> Stop, Ricochet. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ricochet. <laughs> Sorry. So, so, Ricochet. Um... <laughs> Oh lord! <laughs> I can't stop hearing Rakake in my head. Rakake. Ah. Why do you do this? Oh my god! <laughs> Get it together, uh, will you? Uh, yeah, can you first? I can't hear. I, you keep laughing and I just hear Rakake in my head. Okay, 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 okay. No more Rakake. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So the SmackDown's men, men's team uh-huh. consists of Seth Rollins' former running mate from the Shield, the Big Dog. Big Dog. Big Dog. Big Dog. Big, 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 big dog. dog, Roman Reigns. Mustafa Ali. Yeah, boy. The Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and... Shorty G. I fully expect Raw's team to win this match. No. Yeah, Shorty G. Shorty G's going to eliminate like seven people. Yo, I think they're going to book Mustafa strong in this match. They better. I think they're going to book him strong in this match. Well, we thought they were going to book Samoa Joe strong last year, and he got the first elimination in like 30 seconds. He was yeah, bounced that was, out. That was rough. That was rough. And the last but not least bit of news, the SmackDown women's team for Survivor Series consists of Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and a woman later to be announced, which they basically solidified on SmackDown, which we will get to momentarily in a bit. In just a little bit. Mr. Thrill. Si, senor. Now that we're done with the news. Yes. Monday's the first, technically the second day of the week, but the first day of wrestling for the week. Yes, sir. And what happens on Monday nights? It's the longest running episodic show in cable television history. Monday Night Raw. And how about you run us through... It raw. Boy, I could probably do this in about 30 seconds, but I won't try it. Um, so, Raw was relatively uneventful. We had the Kabuki Warriors facing off against Charlotte and Becky Lynch for the Women's Tag Team Championships. The Kabuki Warriors luckily retained because who wants to see more belts on Charlotte? Not I. Next up, we had the Scottish psychopath Drew McIntyre go up against Sin Cara, who we previously mentioned requested his release. I mean, this just was essentially a squash match for Drew to look strong going into Survivor Series next week. As we were in the UK for this episode of Raw, Seth Rollins issued an open challenge to England's best. Now, while he asked for England's best, he actually got Austria's best because he came out the ring general, Walter. 
Walter comes with Imperium by his side, obviously. <laughs> and the match ends in a no contest after Imperium gets involved and jumps Seth Rollins. He is then saved by the Street Profits and Kevin Owens. And what do you know? We have an eight-man tag. All of Imperium versus Street Profits, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. The hodgepodge tag team that is the men's division. And, of course, in frustrating fashion, the Raw team goes over the NXT UK team. And this is just nonsensical booking, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, because they're in the UK, this NXT UK faction... We'll call it Uck. This NXT UK faction <laughs> is serving as a proxy for NXT during this, you know, invasion Overseas angle. Overseas invasion angle. Right. And as such, especially because the NXT UK brand is the lesser known brand of the four. Yep. One would think that the they would go over, especially in the UK. So it's because their top champion showed up. Yeah. But unfortunately, Seth Rollins is not allowed to lose to anybody. No. And so... Uh, it's, it's raging in me, man. I'm, I'm going to start it. Uh, no, no, save it. Save it for later. Save it for later. Save it for later. So, of course, the Prophets, Rollins, and Owens go over and defeat Imperium. Next up, we have Andrade versus Cedric Alexander. There was rumors that had gone on over the past week that Cedric was being buried and people asked him about it and he was like, you know, it's not cool. Like, no one wants to hear that they're being buried. It's not good for my brand. You know, I do what I'm asked of me to be a team player, yada, yada, yada. And so, how does WWE respond to this? (laughs) Andrade beats him. Clean. Because, why not? Next up! We have the segment that everyone waits for so eagerly every Monday night on Raw. Clamor to their TVs in anticipation. On the edge of their seats, clutching on to their partner's article of clothing that's nearest to them, going, oh my god, what's going to happen next? Because it's Lana and Rusev and Lashley and, oh my god, somebody shoot me in the face. This is ridiculous. Now, after we've gotten... The infidelity first being revealed. Then it was that Rusev only wanted to have sex. All he cared about was sex. And now this week... He's just a love machine. And now this week it comes out that Lana's pregnant. And if you do the math, it's Rusev's baby. (sighs) Cue Bobby Lashley! Lashley comes out, brawl, and, and, yeah. So she fakes a pregnancy. But did she? Just to get her boyfriend but did to she? beat up her husband. But did she? Did she fake it? I don't know. I'm not an OBGYN. I don't know. I do not know. What I do I know. I do not know. What I do know is that this uh, project that they have needs to die i don't know what or who or how like i'm not sure who's going let's keep it going this is working this is working really well good spit i don't know 
Let's move on, shall we? Eric Rowan takes on some local enhancement talent. For those of you who don't know what that means. A jobber. That means that Eric Rowan squashed the jobber. Because when you have a professional wrestler who's not over, the idea is you feed him a jobber so that he can get over. A now, monster. considering Eric Rowan was just finished a feud with Roman Reigns, and now he's being fed jobbers, that's what I called a backwards regression. But, what do I know? Moving on. Because we're still in the UK, and we're still trying to pretend like NXT UK is a proxy for NXT proper, the Viking Raiders take on former NXT UK Tag Team Champions Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, and doggone it, guess who wins? Um, Gallus. Not involved in this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Which would have been a so much better match. Oh, that would have. You know what? That would have been. That would have been a oh, heavy hitting match. Yeah. Viking Raiders versus Gallus. Yeah, but, but I hurt. book WWE better than they do when they don't listen. I think my 10-year-old nephew could book WWE better than they do. I don't know. He probably put, like, Finn Balor in every match or whatever. It's like my nephew. He'd put Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and, and put all the belts on them. I'm like, Jaden, I can't put the <laughs> Raw Women's Championship on Seth Rollins, even though he's acting like a little... Mm. No, he might put... I think I think Justin might put, like, the top belt on Finn, whether it's WWE Universal, and then put the other one on AJ. Oh, he's an AJ fan? Yeah. That's unfortunate. He, he respects the man's craft. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, the main event of the match, which kind of started because of, like, promos from earlier in the night, is Randy Orton, his Survivor Series teammate, Rakakit, <laughs> and the up-and-coming Humberto Carrillo, Humberto Carrillo, taking on... AJ Stylus and the rest of the OC. Now, now first of all, yes. how dare you? What? Just go like nonchalantly over like it's Randy Orton, Rakake, and Humberto Carrillo, and then you go AJ Styles and the rest of the like Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are just okay. like chop liver to you. Time out! Time out! You know, I don't machine gun. And gallows are not chopped liver to me. As Stephen A. Smith, we don't know. <laughs> I have nothing but the utmost respect for Gallows and Anderson. But do Unfortunately, you? the WWE does not. And considering that the WWE treats them as an afterthought, why should I treat them any differently? Because you're better than they are. Am I? Yes. What? Is, okay, so Gallows and Anderson don't care. WWE don't care. Why do I care? Because you're a fan of theirs. I love their work. When AJ, love their work. When AJ was in a feud with Kevin Owens and, and fighting with, uh, what's the ball guy's name? That's, uh, Corbin, King Corbin. Baron Corbin at the time. What was the ball guy's name? You think I cared about that? I saw the writing on the wall when AJ was going to lose to Daniel. Yeah. But I still stick with my guy. But that's different, though. Like, AJ's AJ. I love Gallows and Anderson. 
love them. I don't even know but who you I, are anymore. I can't invest in them anymore. I, I don't even know who you it are. It hurts. I, you, you may as well be Maddie Bizzle. Like, my gosh. No, don't be ridiculous. Yeah, you are. Don't be you ridiculous. Are. I can't. How can I invest in a team that clearly is going to do nothing and go nowhere? They need support. They have all the support, and WWE still doesn't care. You know, they don't have any support because people like you no. have lost faith. No, get out of them. here. How many times have the fans gotten behind them? They put the belts on them. The fans love the OC. And yet, what does Vince do with them? They're jobbers. As they were on Monday. Well, I mean, Carrillo. 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 Pinned AJ for the win. A beautiful moonsault. For it's going to be a. Como se dice? Oh, excuse me. U.S. title shot in the future for him. I'm done with that. Again. I'm done with that. All right, but he doesn't need to win. I need... I need. I don't think he needs to win. I need this to showing. end. I need this to end. I need, we, I need us to get past Survivor... Survivor? Survivor? Survivor Series. <laughs> Survivor. And AJ can drop the belt to... To who? Who? To who? No man is ever truly good. No man is ever truly evil. Alistair oh. Black. But Alistair's not doing anything right now. Shut your face. Okay, I'm sorry. This gives him, like, put him in a feud with AJ. And oh my God. his stodging. Oh, my freaking God. Skylock. A feud of AJ and, and, and Alistair? Ha, 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 ha. Where he's not a face, but he's not a heel. He's like that kind of anti-hero, I guess. Well, yeah, because you continue to have AJ and the OC try and bully him mm-hmm. and make fun of him. You have AJ and in the ring sits sitting there. down. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. The, yep, the yep. Alistair Black uh, meditation thing. every time thing. Alistair just stands there or sits there <clears> quietly, doesn't do a single doesn't thing. Do, doesn't do anything. Until finally, like... Black Mass. Black Mass on the go-home show. To the Royal Rumble. <sighs> Imagine. No, Royal Rumble's too far from now. Um, no, Survivor Series. Animal Survivor Series. S- after that. TLC? Let's see. Hold on. You have... Um, if it's not TLC, whatever the next pay-per-view is afterwards... TLC. It is TLC, right? Yep. Because Starcade's a house show, yep. basically. Yep. Damn, I'm too, too good for this. Uh, you have him go into TLC. Uh, Could you imagine? They start the feud the day after Survivor Series, and in the entire feud, Alistair does nothing. It's just AJ trying to get at him, get, trying to get at him, getting frustrated, getting angry. He's like getting a reaction out of Alistair, and then on the go-home show, he just hits him with a black mask, and that's it. The only problem it. is, how do you start this? With one of um, Alistair's segments, his promos that he does... I'm in a room and I'm alone and blah blah blah, and then you have AJ make fun of him. Yeah, but that's that's, that's grade school. Like I don't, that's that's what they have AJ doing right now. Again, that's grade school. I don't I don't like that. Okay, so then how do you start that feud? I don't know. That's why I asked you. That's the easiest, simplest way to do it right now. Have that be the thing. Yeah, like you have AJ. Uh, it doesn't necessarily be like grade school bullying or but you can belittle him. You know, oh, I'm supposed to be scared of this guy who's... Like maybe they're supposed to be set for a match. They're scheduled to have a match on Raw. 
and people are, and then they interviewed AJ backstage. Oh, are you worried about Alistair? I'm supposed to be afraid of a guy who's just in a room all day by himself doing nothing? Sounds like a loser to me. Yeah, I can see where it goes. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The match never happens, but then like every week it becomes, you know, it, it builds and builds with AJ getting more and more frustrated until finally on the go-home show, he snaps, boom, black mass, and then on TLC we get that match. Which would be a damn fine match. But they won't do that because it's too nuanced, it's too um, intricate, it's too not in your face. No, they have to have them brawl every day. <clears throat> have like 17 different tag matches in between then and now. <sighs> Whatever. Can we get back to where we're talking? Because I just fantasy booked myself into frustration. Well, we can make a transition to a certain show on Wednesday nights where we don't have to fantasy book because they actually know how to book a proper show. Like the fuse. Like the boom dynamite. That's the lyrics? I know it's like the fuse and something boom and then like. Uh, I know it's like the fuse. Some some. Um, r- run from the room. Is that boom. what it is? No, I I just made that up. I, I know it's like the fuse. I thought it was something boom and then dynamite. We'll figure it out next week. <laughs> so AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite opens up with a video update of Kenny Omega from his hellacious. Excuse me, unsanctioned match with John John Moxley. (laughs) And there's only one thing that I kind of, well, two things. I kind of, like, take away from the whole video uh, update. Kenny Omega's eye was super black. Yeah, it almost looked too black to be too. It was so fake. Yeah, I was like, that's got to be makeup. And then the makeup scratches on the back. You think that was makeup? Clear. It looked like when uh, Amanda did her uh, makeup when she was a victim of uh, Deadass Freddy <laughs> of last year's Halloween. Like She did a better job at the makeup than they did with uh, Kenny. Mm. Like they had cover off. It, it, looked, it looked terrible. Mm. And they're like, Kenny, you need to take it easy. Blah, blah, take blah. Take the week off. Take the week off, and then Kenny. How, how's how's Moxley doing? Well, you know he's good. He's banged he's up also. He's cleared. And like Kenny just was so dejected. He's walking out of the room, and uh, in the video package shows up uh, Michael Nakazawa, mm-hmm. who was uh, is also a training partner of Kenny Omega's. A friend of Kenny's. He's also a training partner. Yeah, but he's also a friend. It's not just a, a trainer. A training partner is uh, like a friend. But he's also a training partner. Yes. But you could be Trumbo's training partner and then not give two rights behinds about them. The fact that they're friends, I think, adds to the beginning of the match, which I think is an important indicator of why I was impressed with how the match started. So, <clears throat> since Mr. Thrill likes to bogart my segment oh my God. into a segue, I guess we're segueing into the first match of AEW Dynamite, which... Pitted John Moxley versus Michael Nakazawa. Naka! Naka! Zawa. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with a Michael Nakazawa match, he has himself a bottle of baby oil that he douses, absolutely douses himself with. And uh, this time... He pulls the baby oil out. 
and throws it over his head and just goes in on attacking John Moxley. He's upset. Why? His friend is hurt. His friend. Oh, shut up. His, fr- <laughs> his friend is hurt. So he's basically out there to try and get some retribution for Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, did not last long. No, no, no. One paradigm shift later, and Michael Nakazawa is out for the count. John Moxley wins, grabs the mic uh, post-match. So how many is that? One or two or three or four? I I, I don't know anymore. And this just goes back to uh, Moxley complaining that he's had a lot of unsanctioned matches, so it doesn't go onto his record, which means if it doesn't go on his record, it doesn't really line him up for a title shot. Mm-hmm. Moxley... Gr- uh, talks about people are afraid to fight him mm-hmm. and people that are dumb enough to fight him kiss your loved ones goodbye because you're never going to be the same after a match with John Moxley yeah. not a bad segment yeah. very very strong opening especially with uh, a quick match and then the promo oh. cup by John Moxley. Uh, the next match was not good, but the finish is what right. brought everything together. We had the Dark Order taking on Jurassic Express, the team of Jungle Boy and Marcos. I put Mario Stunt. <laughs> Marcos <laughs> Stunt. Um, the thing with this match, Jungle Boy and Marcos Stunt are clearly undersized when they're in the ring with anybody. Uh, what I found hilarious was Marcos then coming out with a Luchasaurus mask. And I was like, you're no Luchasaurus. Well, he gave him that mask on an episode of BTE. Well, it's a, I don't watch BTE, so... Again, I don't understand why you don't. It's I don't have time. out of your day on a Monday. Between the Yu-Gi-Oh! videos and the Dead by Daylight and the Fortnite but you and do- the binging with Babish. I don't have time to watch anything. <laughs> Those are plugs to everything that I watch, by the way. And you can't take 15 minutes to watch a web series based solely into a wrestling promotion that you cover on your podcast every week. It's not my podcast, it's our podcast. Our podcast, yes. I'm not that egomaniac. So, it was a pretty short match. Marco Stunt did his gimmick stuff, the yeah. the, the Fortnite flossing and the uh, sort of high-flying stuff. Eats the pin. And post-match, Evil Uno grabs the mic and says... Uh, well, he doesn't say anything first. The crowd boos him. Mm-hmm. And he says, don't boo. Don't boo. You you should all cheer Marco Stun. And I'm like, what are we getting? A Dark Order face turn right yeah, now? Yeah, right. And he says, uh, this man has heart. And he's for his stature being looked at, looked down upon and laughed at every day of his life, he can be so much more. And I can give him so much more as long as he puts on the mask. And not the Luchasaurus mask. No. The 
the creeper mask. The gimp mask. <laughs> it's the creeper mask. <laughs> so Lucha Boy gets in. Uh, Lucha Boy. Jungle Boy. Lucha Boy. Jungle Boy gets into the ring. And he grabs the mask and throws it on the ground. He's like, no. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And Evil Uno says, get him. And the Creepers and Stu Grayson jump uh, Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy while the crowd chants. I just saw what you Googled. <laughs> oh, you, you do what you're doing. I right? can't after I saw that, man. Come on. Oh, Lord. The crowd is chanting Luchas- for, for Luchasaurus, but I'm sitting here, he's hurt, he ain't coming back. But the music hits, and Luchasaurus comes out, and they get a massive pop from me. Pop, pop. And he just makes quick work of the Creepers, and Stu Grayson fights off Evil Uno. No, Evil Uno runs out of the ring, fights off Stu Grayson, mm. and they take... Uh, a nice little family portrait with Jungle Boy on Luchasaurus' shoulders with Marco Stunt in the front and Lucha gives him the mask to put on and um, I think this was Luchasaurus coming back but not coming back for full time wrestling. Because I was going to say I was very he's, surprised. He's supposed, he supposed to be until not... January. Right. And it's From to be it was the, the whole first, two months. first you know, two weeks in November unless he heals like and Cena. Cena. I don't think he's healed. If he is healed, shoot, more power to him, man. I, I'm happy he's back. But uh, what we do need from uh, Jurassic Express is some wins. Yeah. They are 0 and 3, I think, each respectively. I would like to see some, some wins out of uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. If, Agreed. and only if, He's clear to wrestle. Please don't rush yourself back to just take more time off. This is fact. This is all the fact. Because as as uh, gimmicky as Marco Stunt is, it's just for me, it's not believable. It doesn't work. To win a match. But I digress. Moving on, we had a triple threat match between the chairman, Sean Spears, Peter, oh, the librarian, Peter Avalon. And Darby Allen. <clears throat> For me, this match was like a. You're not doing nothing. You're not doing nothing. You're not doing nothing. Let's have a match. Let's have a match. But it was a again, <clears throat> a lot of these matches were really quick. Cause I felt they were trying to give the the last two matches a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Sean Spears gets distracted when the bad boy. Joey Janela comes out. They scrap, and of course, because there's no DQs in a triple threat match, Joey Janela takes out uh, uh, Sean Spears, but he like throws him over the barricade and then has like an exorcist-style seizure in the corner of the barricade. <laughs> and they like pointed out, they're like, is he possessed or something? Like, what's going on? So. Joey Janela and Sean Spears fight towards the back of the crowd. Uh, Darby Allen and Peter Avalon are left in the ring. Uh, a few moments later, we get a coffin drop. Darby Allen 
beats Peter Avalon and Sean Spears, grabs the mic, which is not something that Darby Allen does, and says, keeps very short and sweet. Mm. Moxley, I accept. And Ooh. I'm like, oh boy. Oh my my. Pumpkin pie. Somebody is going to die. We have ourselves another death match. Because we have John Moxley, who doesn't care about hurting his opponent, and Darby Allen, who doesn't care about hurting himself. This match is going to be hard hitting. It's going to hurt my bones. So next week we get John Moxley versus Darby Allen. So if you guys want to stick in and watch that, I highly suggest you guys should. Next we have Nyla Rose taking on a talent enhancement by the name of Danny Jordan. Danny Jordan was a particularly she looked like a power lifter. She had very strong really? like strong like bottom legs. And uh, really make quick work of her with the sit-down powerbomb. So, uh, Nyla Rose goes over. I thought we'd get an awesome Kong showing. Because, you know, she's got to beat up right. Nyla Rose, but that didn't happen. Well, she's the final boss. She is the final boss. So, you're going to save that for, like, later. Which N- Nyla Rose needs to win to beat Awesome Kong. She needs to beat Awesome Kong. Okay. She cannot lose. And we'll get into that whenever they get to it. Uh, next week, we have what they like to call, or they named it, a Dynamite Dozen. Twelve men in a battle royal. The last two men get to fight the following week for a diamond ring. Yeah. This part of the uh, sh- like broadcast, I was wasn't too thrilled about okay i was like oh why do i care about wrestling for a diamond ring i thought that this was a perfect way to like try to bring in a mid-card belt but they could do i mean they could be doing what lucha underground did with their uh give of the gods or like their penance and then once you put all the penance together you had the give of the gods championship which essentially served as a um money the bank briefcase if you have a Give the Gods championship, then you can cash that in for a title shot whenever you want. So maybe this diamond ring works the same way. For me, I would like, I would rather have the diamond ring lead into like what would be their mid card belt, the AEW Television Championship, or something mm, like that. Mm. Um, but there's no men actually uh, scheduled for this yet. Okay. So. We have to wait and see for the twelve man battle royal. Mm. But I, I, I'm not I'm not interested into this, to be honest. Okay. okay. It's the first time I watched AEW and I was just like, Ooh, this ha- I have absolutely zero interest in this. This this is it's dumb. Like I said that Well, let's see. Let they look, we don't know what this looks like yet, you know? True. So let's see. Absolutely true. So next we have uh, Tony Schiavone interviewing Ali, and they're going over the rankings and how you can uh, tune in to watch the rankings and rankings matter. 
And then Allie has been shooting up the women's rankings, and now that she is ranked at number four. Huh. The highest, you ask me. Will she be challenging for the belt soon? We don't know. Lights go out. And who is standing at the top of the ramp? Awesome freaking Kong. With Brandy in tow. Makes quick work of Allie. Mm -hmm. She put up a decent fight, but makes really quick work of Allie. Mm -hmm. And like at uh, the Full Gear pay-per-view, they grab a chunk of Allie's hair, cut it off, Awesome Kong smells it, and attaches it to her belt like she's Batman and that's a utility belt full of weaves. So clearly, this is not. This was not a B Priestley targeted thing. No, this is a this is Awesome a... Kong targeting the women's division thing. Right. So our next segment, which is probably the best segment of the week by far, Y2J Chris Jericho Le Champion Le Champion comes out and is interrupted by. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, also known as MJF. And for me, I don't want to get into too much what they were saying because I can't remember all of it. Mm -hmm. But the parts that I do remember, it was absolute gold. Mm -hmm. There was a back and forth of them. Do you want me to join the inner circle? Do you want to join the inner circle? Do you want me to join the inner circle? He's like, no, we're repeating ourselves. We're not doing this over again. <laughs> and he did it like two or three times and it was funny. Um... And I was like, you know what? If they do it a fourth time, it's kind of played. Right. So they, they knew when they when needed stop. to stop. Right. Both uh, both men fed off of each other very well. MJF, mm -hmm. fantastic talker. Mm -hmm. Y2J, probably top two talkers ever. Of all time, yeah. I think The Rock is definitely a number one. But it's not a very far number one. What do you say? Like, Rock 1, Jericho 2? I think it's like Flare Rock... 3? Rock 1, Jericho 1A. Okay. Flare 2. And then what? Kevin Owens 3. Over Stone Cold and Dusty? No. Absolutely not. No. That, um, no. 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 You're not putting Kevin Owens above Stone Cold Steve Austin and Dusty Rhodes. Absolutely not. Stone Cold was good. It was good character work. And his promo work was fantastic. It was perfect for what he had to do. Later Stone Cold promo Austin work Austin 316 good... says, I just whipped your... Come on! That was early Stone Cold. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but... Every time he was on the mic, he drops it. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold... Bro, he... One catchphrase. Okay. And it was over like Rover. Okay. The guy was the biggest, the biggest star in all of professional wrestling for like five years. Because he was over... His promo and his work promo work was part of that. It was good. It you're telling me it Kevin Owens' promo work is better than Stone Cold Steve Austin? If you're also like, you don't take into account his his Kevin Steen stuff. I hundred percent I do. And let's face it, I mean Dusty was good. He wasn't great. Bruv. It was the ramblings of a senile hillbilly. Like that's what it was. You are. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
And for for if you want to talk about promo work, how about Shawn Michaels? What about Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels' promo work was really good. He's not touching that top five. I don't know. Shawn Michaels? What what memorable Shawn, uh, promo did Shawn Michaels cut? Anything in DX, the first uh, the first thing in DX. Stop it. Now you're embarrassing yourself no, and all that have come no, before you're you. you're embarrassing yourself. You want to put him anywhere near the conversation of The Rock, Jericho, Dusty, Flair, and Stone Cold? Absolutely not. You're Dusty, out of your Dusty's mind. Dusty's not top five. Man. How is Dusty not top five? You didn't watch Dusty's promos. How do you know he's just top because five? I okay, first of all, I didn't watch them live, but neither did you. Second of all, just because I didn't watch them live doesn't mean that I didn't have I didn't understand what he's doing and how good of a job he was doing. He's known in the industry as being one of the best promos ever. Roddy Piper. Okay, he's in top in the, five. Top five. Top easily. ten. No, he's top five. He's top five oh, easily. Man, I don't easily. know, bro. Top five. And and that's and I'm not sliding. I'm not sliding Roddy in any way, shape, or form. He's definitely up there. He's got more catchphrases than Dusty. If you want to throw Stone Cold's catchphrases into this. I can entertain Roddy being in the conversation far more than Shawn Michaels. Far more than Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels' promo work is very good. I don't know. That's going to tell me Bret Hart's promo work is good, too. No, his technical (laughs) work was really good. Kurt Angle's promo work was pretty good, too. Edge and Christian's promo work was pretty good. More Edge than Christian. They're, uh, Christian did a lot better in TNA. Ask Christian Cage. Work. Oh yeah. my God, it was it was really. His promo work was a lot better in TNA. Hey, let, let's let's move. Let's continue, please. We can go on forever about this. And we should stop just talking about Raw and just go about like arguing about, about this. <laughs> we can argue for hours about this, right? So they're having this back and forth, and they said, "You know who's a real sob? You know who's the worst person in the world?" And at, at the, the same, same time, time, they say Cody. Cody. I was like, "Oh my God, this is great!" And. The crowd starts chanting for Cody, and MJF does his usual running down the crowd, you dumb hillbilly hicks, um, inbred hicks. Mm. Uh, he's not here. He doesn't care about you. I, I didn't even mention that MJF came out to Cody's music and Cody alike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which had the crowd going nuts. Uh, Cody then comes out. And the crowd, uh, the crowd, the, uh, the the personal trainer, don't go. Stop you him. can't do this. You're you're not you're not well right now. He goes in, makes absolute Swiss cheese of MJF and Chris Jericho, and then gets attacked by Wardlow. Yeah. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And they're like, they've been showing promos all uh, for him, and I was like. How come I've never seen a promo for this guy? There are two vignettes for this guy. Two vignettes? Yeah. Two! A whole two. I remember seeing Nathan Jones promos, vignettes, (laughs) for months before this guy came out. They did two. One of them was, like, on the rooftop, and, like, he beat up a couple guys and he was with some chick. You remember this? No, I don't. Okay. You know what? That promo might have been cut during All Out when you were on vacation. Very possible. And there's another vignette that I don't remember. I think it was maybe the parking lot? Again, him just beating up dudes? My thing is, I was like, who is this guy? And why does he have a Burberry uh, scar- uh, uh, tie? Because it's like, is this MJF's enforcer? And he beats up Cody, reopens the stitches. Cody's bleeding. 
and MJF is laughing and walks off with Wardlow to only speculate and assume that uh, Wardlow will be with MJF. Yes. But does this mean that MJF is part of the inner circle? I hope not. I hope not also, because MJF is better off. Are you doing the Macarena? You know what podcast to do, right? We have like two more We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing the podcast. A little distraction over there. I'm sorry. It's a little distraction. I apologize. I didn't think you'd be distracted. Yeah, I'm I'm like a squirrel. (laughs) I have very short attention. My bad, man. My bad. It's amazing that I actually do an hour-long podcast. (laughs) So let's... Getting through... Oh, to add insult to injury, Wardlow hangs Cody with the Burberry tie. Yeah. I said, what a waste of a good tie. (laughs) <laughs> but I digress. Pac! Hangman Page. Hangman Adam Page. Hangman Page. <clears throat> hey. <laughs> Hangman. <laughs> the rubber match. 1-1. One, one. Who you got? I thought I, I knew Pac was going to win Had to this. be Pac. Had to be Pac. As much as I like Hangman, I knew it was going to be Pac. This match was good. Not great. Not as good as their pay-per-view match. Okay. Not as good as their first match. Okay. But still a darn good match. Okay. And I was just waiting for the fans to fight forever. Because this feud has been maybe the best feud so far, aside from the Kenny Moxley feud. That is now over. Cody and Jericho. Well, not like that. That didn't start... At the first okay. AEW. Okay, that's what fair I'm enough, saying. fair enough. Okay, okay, okay. Now, both matches got cut, like... You mean, like, feuds that started with the company? Yes. Got that's it. what I'm trying to get at. Gotcha, Uh Next, we have our... Uh, we go we go to break. Come back... <laughs> we go to break. <laughs> come back from commercial, and Pride and Powerful are attacking the Young Bucks, and they're having a little uh, kerfuffle. Yeah! In the backstage area that spills out to the ringside area. And Santana and Ortiz uh, reveal the baseballs in the sock routine that they mm-hmm. are being uh, known for now. Mm-hmm. They whack Nick Jackson's knee to... I guess re-aggravate the injury that mm-hmm. they they put on him at yep. full gear, which Wig. is good. Yep. I love continuity. Yep. yep, yep. Then they spray paint a uh, circle, white circle, on the stage, and proceed to power bomb Matt Jackson through the stage, and God bless his with soul, gusto, uh, with absolute power. They power bomb that boy with some. Gusto. They put the power in powerful there. Amen, brother. And God bless his little heart. Brandon Brandon Cutler came out to attempt to make a save. Poor Brandon Cutler. Oh, boy, they made quick work of that boy. What I love is that they're like, all right, we'll leave him alone, we'll leave him alone, we'll leave him alone. And then Ortiz turns around and goes, hey, Brandon, we lied! And then they go and beat up him and <laughs> We lie. You know, Ortiz is oh, Ortiz is fantastic. He reminds me of my cousin. He's, nuts. He's like nuts. He's nuts. So the rabid dog. Look at Chihuahua. The, the heels, mm-hmm. right and powerful, get chased off by Private Party, which sets them up for a match next week. Next week, 
PNP versus PP. Should be fun. Should be a, a, an interesting match. Should be fun. A lot of two P's. different styles. Very different. Two different styles. So I'm I'm interested to see as to where this goes. Mm-hmm. To the main event. SCU. SCU. With the now returned Christopher Daniels. Yes, sir. Took on Le Champion. Le Champion. And the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. Now, good back and forth match. Chris Jericho kind of showed his age a little bit in this match. I mean, he's 47 years old. Youngest guy in the yeah. ring. Yeah, he's... he's, 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 he's he, it's him and CD out there going, "Hey, you uh, you you guys have been sure?" <laughs> he he showed his age a little bit. Mm. It's not bad. I mean, it's not good, right. but I'll I, I can let it pass because one, the inner circle didn't win the tag team titles. Yes. More importantly, they're trying to build younger talent. Yes. What better way to have a fast track to building a younger talent's stock than having Scorpio Sky beat Le Champion? And from all indications, like, I mean, Scorpio's been doing this for maybe 10 years. He's been an indie guy for a long time. Who is only starting to break out now. Even though he's with SCU, he's easily the least experienced with the least amount of... of, um, That's what I'm looking for. Legacy Mm -hmm. behind his name. People know Christopher Daniels. People know Frank Kazarian. Yeah, thank you. Notoriety. People know CD. People know Frank Kazarian. In in terms of SCU, Christopher Daniels is top. Uh, Frank Kazarian is... He's middle and, and... Scorpio Sky is making a name for himself now, but it's he was the least known member. So this is this is great. This is perfect for him to get, you know, on footing. It wasn't a clean win, but it wasn't a dirty win. It was a roll-up. Yeah. Small yeah, package. Small package. And Chris Jericho throws a temper tantrum. It's his first L. I was going to say, Scorpio Sky handing Le Champion. I think Scorpio has a L. bright future ahead of him. As a singles guy. He's a, he's a future champion given the proper guidance and time to develop. Agreed. He's athletic as all hell. Yep. He's got the look. He's fit. Yep. He's got <clears throat> fantastic mic work. Mm-hmm. Top five work, mic workers of all time. Thank hey, you so <laughs> much. He, he has champion written on him. Yeah. But you just gotta see how you can break it. You gotta get there. You gotta get there. So that was AEW Dynamite! Now, also on Wednesdays, at the same exact time, at 8 p.m., on USA, WWE puts on NXT. And this week's episode. So I've noticed a pattern with NXT since moving to USA. Is they bookend super strong. Sucker. Stop it. They bookend super strong, and they might have one other really strong segment somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. and the rest of it's kind of either okay or like, meh. Mm-hmm. And this this week was no different. Show kicks off 
with Leo Rush defending his Cruiserweight Championship versus Angel Garza or Angel won. Garza. Who should have won the breakout tournament. Right, right. So this match was the breakout tournament for Angel Garza. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his character work is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Since Leo Rush came back, it's kind of been like, is he a heel, is he a face? We don't know. We haven't really done much character work for Leo Rush. However, with one little thing that Garza does, it solidifies both of their roles in the company. Mm-hmm. So Garza initially is wrestling the match wearing pants. At some point, he exits, goes over the barricade, happens to be right next to Leo Rush's wife, and pulls his uh, and takes over, and then there go the tearaway pants, and now he's in little trunks. And so, just from that, just from him purposely going to Leo Rush's wife to do that, boom, heel face. Yep. And I'm just like, little things like that go such a long way. Mm-hmm. So now for the rest of the match, we have a angry, disrespected face Leo Rush going up against an arrogant, slimy, slimy Angel Garza heel. Yeah. And it worked to a T. The match was fan friggin tastic And Leo Rush retains. Fantastic match. If you can, folks, go ahead and watch it. Next up, we have what I call... One of the developmental segments of the show. Zia Lee going up against Aaliyah. And Zia Lee defeats Aaliyah via pinfall. I'm a little worried about Aaliyah because she's been with NXT for what feels like a decade at this point. She was on their Breaking Ground show on their show on um, on the network that featured Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's now a main event player on Raw. Well... He is a main event player. I guess. You know, and it featured, you know, um, Enzo and Cass. We know what happened with them, Carmelo, so on and so forth. And Aaliyah just hasn't really gotten anywhere. She was building some momentum with Bourne and Bougie, but while she was tagging with Vanessa Bourne, but still, I don't I don't know that I see a future for Aaliyah as a professional wrestler. I mean, she's got a, a nice, like, look to her, but yeah. she, she doesn't have the in-ring skills that kind of... She could be a valet, but I mean... And she doesn't have the it factor. There's nothing about Aaliyah that makes you want to watch her. Yeah. So, I don't know. I look, I hope I'm wrong. And I'm not saying this to be disrespectful to Aaliyah, because I know she's been working her butt off since she got to the Performance Center. I just don't think she's there yet. I worry that she won't be, but I hope... I really sincerely hope she proves me wrong. <laughs> Next up, Mr... Fergal Devitt, Finn Balor, comes to the ring to cut a promo. And the whole time he's like, this is what I left behind? It's like, when I left here, we were men. I built this brand for men. And now, that I'm back here, or something but boys. And I was like, oof. So out comes Matt Riddle. The ultimate boy, bro, sorry. Who jumps Finn Balor from behind. Oh, wow, that's a coward move. Yeah, they get into a whole scuffle. Bro scuffle. I mean, it's not a scuffle. It's not a brawl. It's a kerfuffle. There you go. After Finn Balor bails, Matt Riddle's standing in the ring, in the middle of the ring by himself. Q, the Undisputed Era. Who surround the ring, and they're pretty much yelling at Matt Riddle. Wrong place, 
wrong time. They surround him, they get ready to beat up on him, but instead comes Ciampa and Lee to join Riddle. And before you know it, Keith Lee is like front and center, makes the proverbial line across the sand with his foot. He's like, yo, what's good? Let's go. Cross it. Let's do this. And it ends up being with Keith Lee going up against Roger Strong. In a and again, this is when we get to like that middle of the show. Good stuff. Keith Lee ends up going over Roger Strong, which I'm happy about because it keeps Keith it keeps Keith looking strong, and it's a non-title match, so Roger has nothing to lose here. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we have another one of these like okay matches where we have Isaiah Scott. I'm sorry, Isaiah Swerve Scott defeating Bronson Reed. Sure. Then we had a scheduled match of Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest. But before that can happen, Killian Dean decides, no. I don't want a brawl. I don't want a scuffle. I want a kerfuffle. So we get another one. We get a brawl between these three. The match never happens. This is adding too many. Like, like we always say, this is WWE adding too many ingredients into an already decent stew. Yeah. Uh, Damian Priest versus Pete Dunne not, not, wouldn't be a bad match. Yeah. To add Killian Dane just seems like too much. Which Dane was just doing a program with Matt Riddle and now he's doing this? I don't know. The main event of NXT was a ladder match between Io Shirai and Mia Yim. The winner would get opening advantage or some sort of advantage at War Games for their team. Io Shirai is part of the heel team with Baszler. Um, don't tell me. Stop talking. <laughs> it's Shayna Baszler, um, the chick with the braid, Bianca Belair, um, Io Shirai, and who's the fourth member? Oh, and the fourth member reveals herself during this match. Going up against Mia Yim, who's representing the faces of Mia Yim, uh, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, and Tegan Knox. So during the match, they're, you know, it's, a, it's a really good match, and we get to a point where Mia Yim is by herself on the ladder, climbing up. It seems that she has the match in hand, and then all of a sudden, who do we see? We see someone carrying a white belt that looks awfully familiar. It's the NXT UK Women's Champion, Kaylee Ray, who knocks down Mia Yim and helps Io Shirai up the ladder so that Io Shirai wins and Kaylee Ray is a fourth member of the heel team for War Games. Spooky. Spooky. As this as they're they're celebrating in the middle of the ring, Shayna Baszler comes up to the stage. She's applauding, and she gets attacked from behind with a chair by none other than SmackDown Women's Champion. Belly. Belly. By Bailey. Bailey gets chased off by the rest of the heels, and that's how we go off the air. Unfortunately, now we have to move to the last day of the wrestling week. Do we have to? Which is SmackDown. And I think for me, two weeks in a row, SmackDown has been boring. I mean, Raw hasn't been any better. But, I mean, we opened SmackDown with Robert Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler, and King Corbin. No, we opened with King Corbin being brought 
with the you know being carried to, to the, the ring. ring like he's King Mo. Uh, we have a segment where they change Roman Reigns' uh, music and the graphic from a Rottweiler or don't know the exact dog to a barking chihuahua. And then they have a guy dressed as a dog come out and bow pretend to be Roman Reigns to Baron Corbin while wearing a Roman Reigns vest. This is stupid. Absolutely stupid. Uh, We had the match Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler taking on the team of Mustafa Ali and Shorty G. The winning team will now be on the Survivor Series team. The losing team, well, there's always next year. Uh, Shorty Gable and Mustafa Ali win with the German Suplex 450 Splash combination on Dolph Ziggler to stay on the Survivor Series team. So we know that the G part of Shorty G means GOAT. So you have the GOAT on there. He's going to win this match for you guys. Oh my god. You're the worst. I am the worst. Sort of like the SmackDown. Anyway, Braun... (laughs) We have another in-ring segment between... The B-team, B-team, go, 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 and Drew Gulak sporting a new hairdo. Shaved. And we have the return of the Drew Gulak PowerPoint. PowerPoint, excuse me. This was very simple. Very simple. What Drew Gulak would do if he was on the SmackDown team, and it says Gulak wins for SmackDown. Gulak saves SmackDown. Or save SmackDown, excuse me. And Braun Strowman comes out, and (laughs) Gulak kind of has his hand in his face already. And uh, Thrill says, Boop him! Boop him! (laughs) I was like, if he doesn't boop him, then this segment's a waste. But Braun makes. Absolute quick work of the jobbers. How sweet would it have been if he booped him? Oh my god, that would have that would have definitely been my my uh, my good seat of the week. <laughs> so we had the automatic rematch clause of the revival taking on the team defending champions, the New, new Day. In a not bad match, but still, like, I don't need this match. I don't need automatic refill, refills. Refills? Automatic, I love automatic rematches. Refills. What I need is some stability in your tag team division. Mm. SmackDown's tag team division literally consists of only two teams. Yeah. Pretty sad. Yeah. So we're going to get a lot more Revival versus The New Day. Yay. But tonight, we had no clear-cut winner because Adam Cole-Bebe and Roddy Strong came out and attacked the New Day, got in the ring. No, excuse me. Uh, Robert Fish and Kyle O'Reilly ran into the ring and attacked the Heels, and they get chased out of the ringside area. 
by the job squad. <laughs> and what? How did you compare them? What did you call? What did you say? It's like you? superheroes, or supervillains rather, running from civilians. <laughs> like you have poor Apollo, Heath Slater, Apollo, Apollo Cruz. No, he's Apollo. Remember, no more Cruz. Oh, he's just Apollo. Now he's too. just Apollo. Blech. So Apollo, excuse me. Yeah. Vince, you idiot. Um, who else was it? Oh, Titus O'Neil. And I don't remember the the, the last guy. But the Lucha uh, House Party. Oh, the House Lucha House Party. Yeah. And I'm I'm sitting here like, why is this a thing? This is dumb. If I'm honest with you, I'm like, yo, we have more wins this week than you guys this have week. all year. This week. Oh man, that's rough. It it was rough. <clears throat> but we move on to a heavy machinery taking on local talent enhancement in a big brother Tucker short <laughs> After that we get Bailey taking on Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross defeats Bailey. Nikki Cross will be on the Survivor Series women's team. Mm-hmm. Again, another match that went really short, mm-hmm. which had outside interference from, from Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Baszler. Uh, was it Baszler attacks Bailey? Mm-hmm. And well, she went to attack her, and then Baszler dipped, but then Baszler, Baszler, <laughs> but then Bailey was confronted. By the NXT girls that were yes, because she jumped the barricade. You're right. absolutely right. She jumps the barricade and she's surrounded by NXT faces. <laughs> All faces. Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, Rhea Tegan Ripley, Knox, I mean. Tegan Knox, and they dump her back to ringside area where Shannon Baszler starts attacking and the, there's a big brawl and then the women come out and. The NXT invaders, I guess that would be the best yeah. description, are standing in the crowd, and Sasha Banks says, uh, let's do this. You, you're four versus our four right now. And I'm just like, awesome. We're going to get a bunch of quick eliminations. It wasn't an elimination match. It was no, just... it wasn't. It was just a one fall to the finish. But yeah. I, you can never guess with WWE. It's always... I mean, also, there was no... Disqualifications, no counts, no contest in a Hell in the Cell match. Look how that ended. <coughs> the four women representing SmackDown were? The women on the actual SmackDown team. Team captain, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. The moonwalking, smack talking, Carmella. Dana Brooke and Nikki Cross. No Lacey Evans. And it was an okay match. I mean, the one thing that shocked Thrill and I was the surprisingly platinum status chemistry Mm -hmm. that Sasha Banks and Rhea Ripley had. Yeah. And like, hey, let them be the last two in this match. Fuck. Because I want to see what they can do. Mm Mm-hmm. But 
Nikki Cross pins Dakota Kai with a very quick swinging neck breaker. It wasn't exactly the uh, super fast. What's her the cross effect? The right, purge. The purge. Excuse me. It's like your favorite guilty pleasure horror series, and you never remember the name. Yeah, it really is. Because well, the movies are good, and the movies. Oh, that's trash. debatable. Oh, don't get slapped. That's debatable. Not, not on air. <laughs> the first one was awful. The first one wasn't bad. No, I'm talking <clears> about like the first purge. Oh man, yeah, that was. The OG purchase. <clears throat> eh. So Nikki Cross pins Dakota Kai. Middle two are the best two. Basically solidifying herself on the SmackDown women's scene. According to Wikipedia, yes. And we close out SmackDown with Miss TV and Just spit it out. No, because I'm trying not to tread lightly the way that WWE did with this segment. Oh. Where they were comparing mental health mm-hmm. to wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, and you said it instantly. You're like, ooh, this is not, not the path you want to be going down, WWE. Yep. And rightfully so. I mean, Daniel Bryan's like, I'm mentally unhinged right now. They kept using the phrase mentally unstable. Unstable. I'm mentally unstable because I could have, uh, the yes movement, I could have wrote that till it died and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he kept just going off about being mentally, that he's mentally unstable because he's so passionate about wrestling. Now it's like, uh, this is mm. a stretch. You mm. guys need to chill out, mm-hmm. especially with all the news of mentally unstable children doing the things that they're doing. You don't need this to put a black eye on your your work right now. I agree. But that 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 was that was SmackDown. SmackDown went off the air. I I rejoiced because it's like thank God now I don't oh, have we to have watch. The, you mentioned that. Ended up with the challenge that was accepted. Oh, well, you can say it because I don't care about this. So, Bray and his lovely new blue Universal Championship challenged Bray Wyatt. I mean, challenged Daniel Bryan. Imagine the feud versus Bray Wyatt. To a match at Survivor Series. And Daniel Bryan said only if the title's on the line. Bray agreed with yes chance. And that's essentially how he went off the air. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, SmackDown, blah. Mm. Raw, blah. blah. We have Survivor Series next Sunday. Blah. So, technically, the next Raw and SmackDown and NXT are our go-home shows. And they need to do something. Very true. But they don't need to add more matches to this thing. Very true. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't I don't I I don't know how I feel about watching Raw or SmackDown every week. I don't want to anymore. I'm over it. It's We Seth, do it for you guys. You have Seth Rollins not putting over younger talent. You oh. could have had him lose to Walter and he would have been very fine with it. 
he would have recovered. Same thing with Adam Cole. Because he's such an egomaniac and he needs to be on top all the time, Seth Rollins did not give those men clear-cut victories. Hmm. Uh, let's, let's, let, I don't know, let's plant some seeds or something. Well, folks, sometimes in wrestling, there's good seeds. And in WWE's weekly case, <laughs> there's a butt-ton of bad seeds. But at the end of the day, we need them all to grow this lovely garden that we call professional wrestling. So, let's talk about our good seeds for the week. Things that we thought were standout moments, positive standout moments, in professional wrestling this week. Now, typically, I would throw it over to you and say, Jay, what do you got? Give me your, your, good, your good seat first. But, I think... I'm going to go ahead, and I'll step in, and I'll give you my good seed for the week first. It must be my birthday. No, it's not. <laughs> um, my good seed for the week, I think it has to be, now normally I look for the nuance, I look for the, like, the really intricate things, mm-hmm. and I have something for that, but I think I'm going to go a little bit more on the side of recommendations. So, I'm going to go with Leo Rush versus Angel Garza. Okay. As my good seed of the week. I think this is arguably the best match of the week across all shows. Um, Leo Rush is rebuilding himself in WWE, which I think is huge. After what happened with him on Raw, and what happened with him backstage, and all that stuff. For him to be rebuilt now, as like a redemption story kind of thing, a behind-the-scenes redemption story, I'm, I'm, I'm really pulling for Leo. and This match was fantastic. Some really great heel face work that was established with small little things that, you know, showed the magic of professional wrestling without all the the over the topness. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Leo versus Angel for my good seat of the week. Okay. My good seat of the week. For me, not a lot to choose from. And I keep going back between two things. And I don't like to keep just giving them to AEW, but right. they're having good they're having good product for me, so I, I, I have to go there. My good seed of the week goes to Darby Allen Ooh. answering the John Moxley call. Okay. No one knew what Moxley was gonna be in for after this, before Ooh. this. Was he going to get Jimmy Havoc? Was he just going to start going to the, the, the single scene fighting Hangman or uh, Michael Nakazawa again or whatever? No. You're going to have Darby Allen taking on John Moxley. And I hope in an, a hardcore match. It doesn't need to be unsanctioned. But I, I need it to be... I needed to be a hardcore match. Okay. So Darby Allen gets my good seed of the week. Okay. Mr. Thrill, your bad seed. So I kind of want those back at you because I don't want to step over what I think might be yours. So I want you to give your bad seed first. Oh, you, without a doubt, for the third week in a row, my bad seed goes to WWE Creative. Okay. With the Lana fake pregnancy to beat up Rusev 
it, it, it's so dumb. This thing is so dumb. How is it still in a thing? Yeah. So Lana faking her pregnancy just to get Rusev beat up is my bad seat. Okay. My bad seat of the week is the treatment of NXT UK on both Raw and SmackDown. You have a brand new, not brand new, but you have a new brand that you're using as a proxy in the middle of an invasion angle that's linked to Survivor Series with a lot of new, young, up-and-coming superstars who are not known in the main United States, who might be known in the UK because there are marks out there. And in both matches on Raw that featured NXT UK talent, including their top champion, the NXT UK superstars lost their matches. I think it's a huge missed opportunity to highlight and showcase these performers, highlight and showcase NXT UK, mm-hmm. highlight and showcase NXT, and show the world that Volter is not something to play with, show the world that um, Imperium is worth watching, and that their tag team division is worth watching. Get more eyes on the product, considering most people don't even know the show exists because it goes on on Thursday at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Huge opportunity missed for no particular reason, in my opinion. That's my bad seed of the week. Okay. So we have our seeds. But we need to hear about yours. So don't forget to check in on our social media pages and let us know what are your good seeds and your bad seeds for this week in professional wrestling. I mean, uh, Hugo on Facebook has already agreed with yeah, boy, Shade saying that creative it was a couple weeks ago. He said creative deserves the bad seed because they don't know what the heck they're doing over there. I mean, but duh, duh, duh. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's gonna wrap up our episode for the week. Thank you all for listening. I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be. That's why I be. That's why I is. Joined as always. By the man currently of, angry. The man of the hour. Man with the power. Too angry to be sour. <laughs> Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Ya boy. Shades. Don't forget that you're listening to us here on SoundCloud.com. Slash Grapples to Apples. Grapples to number two. Apples. You can also be listening to us on Google Play Music or on Apple Podcast. Don't. Act like you don't know what a Facebook or a Twitter.com is. Slash Grapples to Apples. Make sure you're going on there. Again, that's Grapples the number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to make sure we're in as many ears, eyes, and brains as humanly possible. Because we love you. As always, keep listening this week, next week, and every other week. Because a good... Almost messed it up there. Because an apple a day... Keeps the bad wrestling away. Peace! Peace and love, guys.